Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. If your marriage is hurting, that can really cut deep into your soul. But with God's help, healing starts with being vulnerable. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and we're going to be addressing how to work through a hard season in your marriage. And Greg, you and Aaron, I I love how candid you are, Um, but as we've prepared for this particular podcast, I'm sure that there's a difficulty that you've worked through or that you've counseled a couple through that comes to mind. Probably one of my very favorites. We have a, some close friends that... Oh, it's exp- not about you and Aaron. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, about some close friends. A, a friend. My favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> quote-unquote friend. They experience infidelity in their marriage. Mm. And to have walked with them now over the years, so this is now probably been about 10 years later, to see what God has done, how he's brought them through whoa, such a difficult situation to see now that they have an amazing marriage ministry to where God just brings couples who are going through infidelity into their path and and how they're able to help them. It so reminds me of James 1, 2, and that's when trials come your way, you know, when troubles come your way, that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, And I've watched that play out within this relationship with our friends. Well, there are so many couples we hear from who feel like their marriage was absolutely broken, but God intervened. And we have one such story for you today. Ann White and her husband um, really hit the bottom, but God restored and redeemed. And here's Ann White with Jim Daly. You're touching on the first one, this acrostic that mm-hmm. y- you use the word courage for that. So uh, let's go through them. Let's hit them for the listeners. So C, sure. you just hit it. C, commit to change. I mean, the first thing we have to do when we step out in courage is make a commitment. And I made that commitment on that day that I was going to change, that I I knew, um, I learned. I didn't know right up front, and it wasn't ingrained in my you know personality at first. But I learned over time, I can't change anyone else. I can only change myself. So I knew I had to make a commitment to change the things that were broken, change those broken places in my life to get healing and allow God to usher in the healing. And a tough question, and we're going to get to the others. I want to cover them all. And, of course, this is in your book, and you can get a copy of the book through Focus, and John will have those details in a minute. But, Anne, um, Mike responded in a way that made this doable. Made the marriage possible. So I want to first say, way to go, Mike, your husband. And then secondly, what about the spouse? It could be the husband or the wife who doesn't get that response. They're ready to go. They're ready to make the change. Mm -hmm. And they have the phone call. And the spouse says, well, you know, all the best with that because you really do need to work on yourself. Mm And they need to have the courage to make those changes because that change that they're going to go through and make in their life, and when they begin to build courage and they go through these steps, they're going to be able to handle whatever situation comes up before them with God, with courage, and with healing. Let me ask you, because I don't want to leave this scar ripped open and left there bleeding for somebody. Yes. What advice do you have for that person who's not seeing the responsiveness, a positive responsiveness from that spouse? What advice would you give her or him 
um, in terms of working on yourself in this area of commit to change, mm-hmm. changing yourself, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? God has to work that out in their lives. You can't be responsible for that. You can't control that. Right. Work on yourself. Those are the things that jump to my head. But That's exactly what it. I would say. Yes. And I would say those and others. You have to give God time to heal yourself. Mm. Um, You can't control the other person. And so if they choose to leave, you have to give them the grace and and let them go. But you pray for them. You don't harbor that anger and that bitterness because you understand they're broken. Yeah, that's critical because part of me, I would say, don't take the bait. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you love somebody, really, Mm -hmm. that test of love comes at the bottom in the valley, not on the mountaintop. You need to love that person even though they may be baiting you into an argument. Right. Right? Right. So you have to step back and at that point be the one who's more mature to say, I love you. I love who we are together. I know God's heart is for us. So I'm sorry I've wounded you. Let me continue to work on my thing and I'm going to try to do better. And then walk away. Absolutely. That's one of the things I talk about in the book. We have to communicate care at all times. Even when we don't feel like it, we start a conversation with our spouse or with really with anyone. God tells us to speak truth and love. But if we don't start with care, then everything else falls apart. Some really good insight from Ann White, and I appreciate how willing she is to be vulnerable. That is uh, 2 Corinthians 1 at work. The comfort that you've received, you get to use for God's kingdom. You get to turn around and share that with someone else. And her acrostic, Courage, is so helpful, and it's in her book, which uh, I'll mention here in just a moment. But Greg, there are some couples who know that there are troubles, but they just don't want help. Why is that? Well, in Matthew 19.8, Jesus makes such an interesting statement. He said, well, Moses permitted you to divorce because of the hardness of your heart. I think some couples don't end up getting help, or it's very difficult to get help because their hearts have really hardened. And a hardened heart is a wrecking ball in the relationship. When my heart is hardened, I'm not listening to God. I'm just thinking my way through, and I can talk myself into to anything. I think for some it's fear. Maybe the fear is that if I'm vulnerable to admit there's something going on, the fear is that I'll be judged or maybe my spouse really won't do their part. So I think fear can keep a lot of couples from getting the help that they need. Shame, Hmm. disembarrassed about what's gone on. You know, I remember with my friends who went through uh, infidelity, it was really hard for for my my friend to really get help because he was so embarrassed, so full of shame around the choice that he had made. And that can really keep couples stuck. You know, for others, it's pride. I don't need help. Come on, we can do this on our own. John, I've heard that so many times as people are considering counseling. And we how can often, do this. How often can they do it themselves? They can't, or they wouldn't be into the, this situation. <laughs> yes. You know, isolation. You know, yeah, when, we talked about that. Yeah, when we don't, when we're not connected to a good community or have good same-sex friendships in our life to really allow us to be honest and to be real and be vulnerable, it can make getting help really difficult. What about the financial thing? You know what? We're in trouble, but we can't afford to get help. If you 
email John Fuller. <laughs> he will s- establish a scholarship. But that can certainly do it. And that's why there's a lot of really good counselors around the country who have sliding scales, who can can really help if that's a, a problem. I know that through our intensive program, we have scholarships that are available. Our hope is that no one who's willing to come to a marriage intensive to get help, that finances are going to be the issue. Yeah. Uh, how much does a divorce cost anyway? I mean, I'm guessing it's tens of thousands it is. of dollars. Yeah, I would put it in the 20s of yeah. you know, thousands. Hope Restored, Hope Restored, Focus on the Family's four-day marriage intensive is way less than that. Yeah. And it keeps generational ripples from happening that you don't want to see happen. And it works. Yeah. It's proven. About 81% of the couples that go through that are still together to this day. Yeah. So we we want to talk to you if you have any concerns about your marriage and you don't know who to turn to. Hopefully you're plugged into a church. You've got a group of people around you who care, who know about your struggles. Um, if you've never told anybody, call us and talk to our phone reps or one of our counselors. Uh, we'll schedule a time if you need to, to talk to a counselor. And, uh, and they'll get back in touch with you um, at a time that works for you both. But please know we've got a lot of great help here. And uh, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. You can also click on the link in the episode notes to find out more. And if you're in a good spot, but you've got friends who, like Greg said, have really gone through some troubled waters, then why don't you support marriages by giving to Focus on the Family if you can. Make a donation today. And we'll say thanks for joining the support team by sending a copy of Ann White's really wonderful book, Courage for Life. Again, all the details are in the show notes for this episode. Next time, more from Ann. And for now, on behalf of Greg and the entire team here at Focus on the Family, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.